Hello, you wonderful people, and welcome to a special episode. Um, and in this episode, I have invited on the ambassador, uh, and we will be talking about what we lovingly refer to as the state of fandom. Um, I think we have different views. Uh, I think we're both quite positive, which is which is a, mm -hmm. is a good thing. I, I I sometimes mire myself in the negative, um, but uh, we're going to have a chat about, about that and, and and see what kind of grounds that we can we can cover and maybe come up with some new ideas and new perspectives, which will be always good and exciting. So uh, I'm just going to start from my thing where I'm going to explain how I've seen fandoms throughout the years. And it started off when I was a kid. It was Nintendo versus Sega. Do you remember <laughs> Nintendo versus Sega? And oh, I was, yes. Well, Wee Boy. Wee Boy. It was Nintendo versus Sega. And everyone was like, oh, oh this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And then we moved we, we moved up from that. And then it got, it, it got into Babylon 5 versus DS9 with my friends. Um, which one was better? And it's obvious it was Babylon Five. Um, so, and then and then we then moved up to, <laughs> and then we moved into like the Sony PlayStation uh, era, where, whether that was better than Nintendo, and then Sony versus Xbox, and then there were other TV series and things like Star Wars versus Star Trek, and um, what was it? Lord of the Rings versus uh, Harry Potter. Problem is now it's it, there's a weird thing in 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 the fandom where. It's not one thing versus another. It's this versus itself. So it's like kind of, if you like this, then there's something wrong with you. And it's like, I don't personally think that. I think I like it or I don't like it. And if you like it, well, that's your, that's your business, isn't it? At the end of the day. Um, and it just seems very weird that, we've, that there's this weird kind of inversion on, on things where we're kind of turning in on ourselves rather than saying, hey, you know what? Do you do you do you? I remember the good old days when it was you do you, and it's like oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, but it was not like we were doing one versus another. It wasn't like football teams where you said my football team's better than your football team or basketball mm -hmm. team or cricket team or whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, starting off with that, what is your that's your experience with fandom? Well, honestly, for me, the term fandom didn't really become known to me or wasn't in widespread use until just a few years ago i mean growing up as a kid in the 80s as a night in the 90s we were just fans of these things that we loved we we would debate which was better much like your you and your friends would star wars versus star trek which was always the big one i mean it, that has been the age that has been the age old a debate amongst geek culture, pop culture enthusiasts across the board. Could the Empire defeat the Federation? Could the Rebels defeat the Federation? Which universe would destroy the other? Would would the would the Empire completely come in and wreck the Borg and all these other things? And of course, there was all there's also the other age old debate: Marvel versus DC. Ah, uh, yes, yes. That, that has that has been an age that has been an age old debate that has been going on. It will probably go on until our star, our sun goes dark and goes supernova. And looking at this as an OG, as you are, Gareth, uh, orig original gangster, <laughs> original geek, perhaps be better. Yes, as an original geek. Our perspective on pop culture is very much different from what those that have come up, the generations that have come up after us. 
in the simple fact that we are a lot, I think in a lot, a lot of ways, a lot more moderate. We try to be a little more open-minded about other people's perspectives and opinions on this, on this thing called pop culture. And one of the things that I have, you know, my positions, my stances, some have stayed pretty steady throughout my lifetime. Others have evolved and have changed. And one of the things that I have come to realize, because I am a student of history, my wife is a student, is a is a is a is a student of history as well. The thing we call pop culture is simply a reflection of the culture in which we live. And for as long as humanity has had its cultures dating all the way back to the the great ancient civilizations of the past. It has been a reflection of the world we live in now. And I think if we look at the movies and the TV shows and the music of the 80s, the 90s, even going back before that, it has always been a reflection of the culture in which the various generations have lived in. Some things have grown and flourished and carried on, like the Star Wars fandom, like the Star Trek fandom, like the Doctor Who fandom, which we are both a part of. And we either like the progression, we like the evolution of what has happened, or we have not. And the term fandom is just that it's a term to identify a particular universe that we as people identify with and it's for me it's sometimes a little bit it is it is somewhat troubling to see the division that has sprung up and i think in some instances it is a division that is non-organic i think it is division it is a there is divisions that have been created by others who are opportunists to see to get their own message out there and not be authentic not be genuine and they're doing it essentially to make a quick buck and that's that's kind of my perspective on it Okay, uh, so I I I think there's 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 there's, there's some other things in there. I think that mm-hmm. I think that the internet has played the biggest part of it turning inversing on itself. Yeah, because before yeah. we used to have the, the 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 Star Trek, Star Wars, and my I, I always I always I like Star I probably like Star Trek more than I like Star Wars. Um, but I I think that. If you know, I think there's some aspects of science fiction. So it's, it's getting nerdy. Sorry, if excuse me, they're going to the geeky weeds. Um, okay. Your how can I put it? Your technology and everything's based on your star drive. The better the star drive is, and the faster you can travel, the more power you can output, and the more damage you can do. So you can have shields all you want, um, but but anyway, going back, you put a uh, part partfully part part of me saying that is because I'm a little flabbergasted by what you said in a good way. Um, is a lot more deeper than 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 I was expecting. Um, as I said, good kind of exchange of ideas and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I think what's happened was there's this. Th- th- I think it's the algorithm that causes this. Yeah, I think it's the algorithm and this 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 clickbait for hate. I think is a way of describing it. Yeah. Yes. You find you you sit there and you're flicking through your feed. Yeah. 
and it's all like kind of the kitten videos, and it's like kind of Star Wars sucks. Why does Star Wars suck? Yeah, and you click on mm -hmm. it, and then you start watching why Star Wars sucks, uh, and that kind of fuels the the kind of that kind of interaction and stuff that that, that that people get. And I think that then imagine you're a YouTuber, yeah, and you've probably just been doing you know run of the mill kind of white toast kind of reviews with stuff, and then all of a sudden, bosh, one video blows up. And it's the video saying that you hated an episode of X. Yeah. And then you're like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. So then you carry on doing your thing. And the, and the algorithm has then kind of shelved you. Yeah, you have your little peak. And then you're running down. And you go, okay, well, maybe if I try and do another video of the same thing. And then guess what? It works again. And then again mm -hmm. and again. And before you know it, you get caught in a cycle. And you're trapped mm -hmm. in just slagging something off so one of the youtubers you talked about is, is doomcock and mm -hmm. I, I right i don't like doomcock for two reasons yeah he has a puppet and he talks to the puppet and it, that stuff drives me wild <laughs> as an adult all right mm -hmm. that really gets gets my goat i started watching him when the expanse got cancelled yeah because mm -hmm. when he started they was doing the the save the expanse thing i was like okay i want to know what's going on with the expanse and then after that happened, again, this is like kind of the algorithm thing because I wasn't interested in him beating up on Kathleen Kennedy or this, that, and the other. Um, and I've got I've got my gripes with with Star Wars, and we might go into that later. But it, it I'd fallen away because that my interest had, had, had tailed off and I'd gone somewhere else. But he had moved on to doing Star Wars is crap and his the uh, mm. leaks of what's happened behind the scenes, and there was a, there was a punch up apparently or, or, or some nonsense going on. And then that draws people in, and then they go in there and they look at it, and it's like, dude's talking to a puppet for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> and that kind of, kind of, really, kind of created created on me um, as a, as a creator. But just just using him as a little example, he he's one of the people I think fell into that trap of the hate clicks kind of thing, where the algorithm kind of pushes that kind of anti fandom, shall we say. Um, and, and then things then go outwards from there. But I think part of it's the human condition because we click on it and we're guilty for doing that. Mm -hmm. And then, then, then making it then to to be more relevant and stuff. It's like we do this podcast and stuff. And it's really an excuse for all three of us to get together once a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's 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 not great. Uh, so it's not sorry, it's good, but it's not great that you know. These kind of things, these hate click things happen. Um, yes. Sorry, I, I just didn't wander off into the weeds a bit. No, you, you um, honestly, you, you, Gareth, you bring up a very good point because it is very easy. Well, I'll, I will use a quote from a favorite movie of mine. I imagine it's a movie you know well because you're a Star Trek fan. The Doctor is, is, is a uh, truth of human nature to, is far easier to destroy than create. Yeah. Star Trek 2, Radicon, Spock to McCoy. And yeah. the the issue is the internet has very much played a part in how we as fans and these different fandoms are able to come together in a way that we have not been able to do really in the past. I mean, we were all on our own little isolated little islands growing up as kids. We had our friends and our buddies and everything that we would talk to and we would hang around with and discuss this stuff, go uh, both in school and after school in the neighborhood and everybody getting together at one person's house or another and whatever the case may be. 
but now we are able to quite literally reach around the world and talk to people who we would never have had the opportunity to do so because of the internet. And the internet has played a very big part in getting our ideas out there and, and connecting with others who are fans of these fandoms that we are a part of and that we love. And for better or worse, and yes, full transparency, I bet too, I too at one time was a subscriber of Doomcock. But the thing for me was I started to see through, as I will call it, the con. And all his content and everything that he said was essentially just a con. Nothing of it was real. Nothing was authentic. Nothing was genuine. It was just bashing on others just to get a click and get a view and get get his uh get his get his make his buck and you know the thing for me is here i don't have an issue if people want to do youtube and if they are able to get monetized and make some money off of this that is all well and good but at least have some ethics, have some morals to how you conduct yourself and the type of content that you put out there into the internet and into the world. Because you have to realize you are going to have, and you, to one degree or another, you're going to have a impact upon others. You may find others that think the same way you do, I mean, I will be again, I will be fully transparent. I did not care for the sequel trilogy, but I moved on from it. You know, I, 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 I went and saw Rise of Skywalker. I saw The Last Jedi, saw it twice. I said my piece on it and I moved on. Now, have I talked about other Star Wars properties since the sequel trilogy? Yes, I have, because it is of interest to me. And I'm. I will always be a fan of the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. The sequel trilogy, it's there. You like it. Cool. I don't. That's me. I, what I have tried to do with my persona, quote unquote, on the internet is to try to be more of a moderate. I've tried. Now, I do have my passions. I do have my opinions, and I will voice them. But what I don't do is I don't smash down or slap down somebody else who has a contrarian opinion from my own. Now, if someone's coming in there and just being comes to my channel and just as being a toxic, negative troll, I'm not going to give you the time of day. You, you, you want to, you want to go troll, go do it elsewhere. But if you want to have a reasonable conversation instead of just spouting a bunch of rhetoric that I've heard a dozen times over, I'm going to be respectful, but I'm going to just tune you out. And I'm not trying to be rude here or anything, but I've just I've gotten to the point where I'm tired of people just spouting the same rhetoric that they get from certain channels and certain groups on the Internet and on social media. I have no time for it. It's just not my it's not my thing. I'm not here to hate I, things. Go ahead. It's a waste of energy. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I reserve hate for people I know, actually know. Um, I have to have some care because the opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's always the always the weird weird thing because you, you don't care about it. Blah, blah, blah. But getting well, let's talk about Star. I'll talk about Star Wars for a moment because the the sure. uh, I watched the um, the the sequel to trilogies and the first one I watched, I wasn't. I wasn't very impressed. It felt like, you know, when a band does a greatest hits album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt that like they got Star Wars greatest hits and put it into one film. And I thought, yeah. hmm. I Personally, I thought, right, maybe they're, just, they're playing it safe. They're doing it because they're playing it safe and mm-hmm. they just want to get the audience back. And I was like, okay, I, I accept that. And then The Last Jedi c- came out and I watched that and I was like, did they just end the trilogy? Because <laughs> it felt like an end. They felt like you finished <laughs> the films off. Yeah, and essentially. Yeah, and and it was. Um, it, I found it. It. I, I watched it, and I. I like. I like going out with my my son and my father in law to go and watch films, and it's nice having this weird three generational things because you get different. You get different. A real broad look at it mm-hmm. so when when you ask them how they saw the film. So they went, we went and saw the film, and they were okay with the film. It was big and, and and flashy and and whatnot. And they're not kind of they're not super geeks, and so they don't know the the law and the technology and all all, all the other stuff that goes yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I I don't think it was from from my perspective there were egregious science fiction errors like the arcing lasers in space that little stuff like you ask anyone who knows me those little things drive me wild. It's like no, it's, it goes, yeah, it goes straight, it goes straight. Yeah, there's no, there's no gravity in space. Um, yeah, so exactly. Those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we went and watched it and, and we were fine. And then I, I, I was just like I watched it and I was like. Again, I didn't hate it. I was indifferent towards it. I didn't really care because I watched the first one and I was expecting them to to, to ramp it up. I was expecting uh, like a reverse Empire Strikes Back, and it was going to end with with the Atats at all in the base and them escaping. But uh, in my head, that was my my head written before I went in there. Um, so we saw that, and then when the the Rise of Skywalker came out, we were staying in in, in a place in Wales, and they had a cinema that was just 110 years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we were. Oh, we'll go to the, the 110 year old cinema and watch Star Wars. And I went, Come on, guys, let's go and watch Star Wars. The, my father in law and my son weren't interested. The, the, the other one they watched, they they found, they looked at it and went, This is boring. And my wife tried watching it on Disney Plus after. And mm-hmm. and the problem, my problem was, this is really poor content, but really well made. Yeah, it was. Yeah. If, if, if that's the problem with it, you look at The Last Jedi from a production standpoint, it's gorgeous. It looks yes. great, but it has no substance. That's yeah. the bit that gets me. And there's 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 there's, there's plot holes in it. And then they sidelined Finn, which kind of really kind of grated on me because I kind of mm-hmm. like Finn was the only character I liked in the in the, in the Force Awakens. I watched that, mm-hmm. and it was, I, I think he won me over when he turns and goes, "No, I was on janitorial duties there, or whatever it was. I was a janitor at that part." I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. We've just gotten every we've gotten every man. Okay, he's an every man that worked for the Empire, but that makes him interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not." Uh, a soulless psychopathic killer like most of the stormtroopers have been you mm-hmm. know put into that kind of situation and uh, it, that that kind of great, that grated on me because he was he, I, like and the people going about Rose Tico and stuff and it was it wasn't Rose Tico it was the sidelining of Finn that was was my issue and the fact that they mm-hmm. cut the fight out between him and Phasma on whatever the the, the superior star destroyer thing yeah uh, that, the, that, uh, that, that, the supremacy that, that yeah yeah, this is primary. Thank you very much. Um, but but then my 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 kind of logical business head kicks in, and and you saw what happened. People didn't like that. The box office dropped off quite sharply after it released because everyone mm. was like, "Hmm, not very good." And then then Solo, 
Solo didn't didn't work as well as they were expecting. They were expecting something mm. a bit more for Solo. I didn't like Solo. Um, it felt like a TV movie more than a than a, than a Star Wars, Star Wars movie. movie. Yeah, mm. yeah. It was. It had Star Wars elements in it, but it wasn't. It's something I can't. There was a magic source, or whatever it was, was missing from that. I think it was the fact that they had to reshoot it quickly and put it together. Probably worked against them when 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 doing that. Um, but yeah, it lost money and it put put people off. And that's when you start looking at the lead. This is this is when the Kathleen Kennedy bashing kind of gets in because it's like kind of oh, yeah. bad leadership. Someone mm-hmm. somewhere has has cocked up, uh, and someone needs to, to take responsibility. Don't need to be fired. Just need to to take a little bit of responsibility, and kind of get the you know right the ship. Um, but that didn't seem to happen. They just they went to JJ and they went fix it, and he just went. He just wrote a laundry list of things that people wanted to see popped it into a film, tried to write a script around it, and it, it didn't work. Um, yeah. Can I just go yeah. through the... Do you mind if I go through the chat? It's all right. It's distra- oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's people, mm-hmm. These lovely people have been chatting away, uh, mm-hmm. and I haven't... Um, thingy. So, uh, Star Wars Theology. Hello. Um, hey, the- hey, Star Wars. Good to see you. Um, a lot of these are people that I know. I know Mountains of Elysium, oh. Josh Bowen. They're all friends of mine. And uh, oh, good. Star, Wars, good. Star Wars Theology is one as uh, a channel I just recently came came across or anything. So everybody in the chat, um, if you're not subscribed to each other, go subscribe to each other because <laughs> the Mountains of Elysium. I've known him for a very long time. He's good people. Uh, Josh Bowen. Uh, Josh, I don't know if you have a channel, but hey, Josh, if you're not subscribed to this guy or uh, Theology or Mountains of Elysium, go check him out and uh, be stupid gamer. Good to see you. He's one of um, he's he's one of ours. He's um he had mm-hmm. some funny words to say about my co-host Nigel on a on a video game stream I watched at two o'clock in the morning on a Friday. Um, I need to clip that and show Nigel because it'd be like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um, sorry guys, I I I'm I'm I'm, I'm chatting away here, so please don't think I'm ignoring you. I'm uh, just mm-hmm. trying to. To, to, to get my head around some of these things. Um, no, anyway, we had the the, uh, the last Jedi, and then and then that this is where I, this is where the algorithm then kicks in, and you get all these mm-hmm. channels explode off the back end of that. Now there were channels that I was watching beforehand that then brought this up, and, it, and then were other channels that that, that wasn't. So I think it was uh, I was following a guy called uh, you know, Hill versus Babyface. Yeah, I've heard he, of him. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I was, I was following him beforehand, uh, and then he kind of he went on on it, and it was it was okay because he kind of he he touches he's special (laughs) in the way he kind of puts himself across. He's a little kind of crazy, and that's the the rant itself is entertaining. But again, comes back to clicking on something that's not so positive, and then feeds the algorithm, which then pushes more mm-hmm. not so positive yeah. things. And and it's it, it's 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 strange because you got all these people; they all popped up, and they all were like kind of going on about the the, the last Jedi and, and bits. And I, I think Ryan Johnson on Twitter didn't help himself. Um, there's uh, have you have you heard of a game called No Man's Sky? I yes yes I have. Mm-hmm. That Never played it, but I game. have heard of it. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, know, released, I know about the controversy it, behind it. Yeah, and and it was an absolute shit show. And everyone kept their mouth shut. And they came back a couple of months later. They'd fixed good massive chunks of the game because they were just getting their heads down and getting on with it. And sometimes it pays to be a little bit more 
professional, especially if you're a director getting paid millions of dollars by a, a big studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why he, he started interacting in the way he did rather than just, you know, showing bits of film, but here's some food I ate. I met this famous person, blah, blah, blah. He then started kind of poking the fans. And then that, again, we get this big kind of engine thing that gets fueled up and mm-hmm. and starts, you know, kind of spooling up and, and, and fueling more hate and, and more kind of anger and stuff. Now, I, I, I can I say that? Did I talk about it? Yeah, I talked about it. Did we stop talking about it? Yeah, we did stop talking about it. We'd stop talking about it because we found it boring. Yeah, there's a point where it kind of peters out. We petered out quicker than anyone else, I think, because we did two, maybe three weeks of stuff because there was some news, and then we just went, let's get on with something else. It's more interesting. The Expanse is, is coming back soon, stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I started my – I've only been on YouTube for two years. It'll be two years next month, literally, in November. And – for about a year and a half, my my wife was like, honey, I love talking about this stuff with you, but why don't you start yourself a YouTube channel? See if there's other people out there that want to talk about this stuff as well. I was like, okay. So I started my channel and it has evolved as changed and everything. And as I've gotten better with doing it and how I want to present myself. And the one thing for me, and it is a hashtag that I do have on my Twitter profile. And I do, I do have it's something I believe in. It's simply three words, no more division, because I have seen a lot of division in these fandoms that I am, a, that I have been a part of, like I said, before the term fandom was even a, a well-known term. And I try to bring together people who might have differing ideas on these different fandoms, these different realms of pop culture that we all love, that we all enjoy if it's Star Wars, if it's Star Trek, if it's obviously Babylon 5, one of my all-time favorites. I will say this. Of all the fandoms I'm a part of, Babylon 5 has been one of the most positive and most respectful groups that I am a part of. And I'm happy to say that because we just we love this show. We love the universe that JMS created. And we just simply share our love and our appreciation for it. The thing that oh, the thing that has bothered me, you know, I, you know, I saw the Last Jedi twice. The first time, I walked out of the theater, my mind was completely blown, and I've told this story before. So I'll give the abbreviated version. After seeing it the second time, I realized how flawed and how broken the movie was, and how the story made no sense, at least to me. And I've I've had discussions and debates with other people who absolutely love the Last Jedi, and I've had and with people who love the sequel trilogy in general. And you know, I say to them, I look at you, I was like, I don't look at a person who is different from me, who is other from me. You are a fan of this universe, same as me. You just happen to come in and come at it from a different point of view, and you happen to like something different than I do. But that doesn't make your opinion invalid. And the big thing for me is I would like to see discourse within these fandoms become a little more, well, civilized. I want to hear something other than just the same mindless rhetoric of how Kathleen Kennedy is an awful person, how she is just trying to suck all of the maleness and the whiteness out of Star Wars. 
guess what? Kathleen Kennedy is a human being, the same as the rest of us. Yes, she has fame. She has notoriety. She has position. She has power. She has all those things. But at the end of the day, she is just a human being. And, you know, I full again, full transparency. I didn't care for everything that she has done with the Star Wars universe, with the franchise. But at the same time, I have to realize that she was kind of thrust into this position. Yes, she's been a producer in Hollywood and the entertainment industry for a long, long time. But she was thrust into the position as president of Lucasfilm. Yes, George Lucas handpicked her. He wanted her to take the take it over because, well, he got a little tired of all the fan ba- the bashing from the fans. And I was guilty of that for a while. I again full transparency. Because I got a lot of bad critique and a lot of bad reviews about the prequel trilogy and it kind of soured me on it. But I, I, I tuned all of that out. I went back and I rewatched the sequel, the, the, the prequel trilogy. I was like, I love these films. Are they perfect? No, no film. There are, there has not been a single film in the history of cinema that has been a hundred percent perfect. Even the Godfather is not perfect. But there are people who absolutely love the love that series of films. And I think we as fans have a bigger impact upon fandom, particularly those of us that exist in the social media and the online sphere than we realize, because we do to one degree or another have an impact and have an influence upon these fandoms that we are a part of. And I'm not saying you can't voice your opinion. You are absolutely entitled to voice your opinion. You have freedom of speech and freedom of thought. So by all means, voice it, but at least be authentic, be yourself. And if if you do that, you're going to have the opportunity to have a lot of good conversations rather than just existing within an echo chamber. And that, unfortunately, is another issue that we that I have seen. I'm sure you, Gareth, have seen as well, is there are a lot of echo chambers out there that just have a bunch of people who just agree with one another. I don't want to necessarily exist in an echo chamber, and I don't want to just be a yes man and just be a just be a blind fanboy. But I think there is also a way to be give critique and give review but give it honestly. And that for me is one of the driving forces behind the whole idea of my channel and what I put out in terms of my content. And I'll be honest with you, that's, 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 that's the mature, correct. I'm going to say correct. I'm going to actually put down the correct way of saying it because you can't expect everyone to have your views and you can't just sit there and nod. It's like like talking about our podcast and stuff that we do. Yeah. We barely Mm -hmm. agree on anything. (laughs) Yeah. We can't even agree what time to start. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's one of the things, that's one of the things I kind of like. We're more like brothers than we are friends because we we Mm -hmm. argue so much in between, between things. We try to tone down the arguing, for thingy, but we all take the mick out of each other every, every opportunity we get. Um, and that's more kind of a brotherly thing, shall we say. Um, yes. But you're right. The, the, the thing with the echo time chamber and having just everyone agree with you and this, that and the other. And it's like, um, 
it's it's not good. Um, you do need to to, to 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 diversify your opinions and the pool in which yes. you get your opinions from. Um, there are I I, I do I say obviously part of me I'm thought I'm thinking about the kind of videos that I click on which are not necessarily um, constructive. I think it's probably the best way of putting them. Uh, those videos um, I do get a kind of catharsis out of them. That's mm -hmm. probably. I'm trying to think why you why we engage so much with it. There is a catharsis. There is the 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 what you what is that when you call it? Um, it's when you confirmation bias. You want some confirmation bias that your opinion is right. Gathering Kennedy mm -hmm. is a terrible executive producer. Here's a video, courtesy of YouTube, telling you that she is a terrible producer. You watch it, you hear what you like, <laughs> yeah, or clicks, yeah. Uh, I. Part of me, it's like kind of yeah. That's 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 the way we are. It's kind of horrible aspect of humanity, shall we say? Yeah. Um, but I think I think maybe some of these people who do these things, well, sorry, watch these things. I won't say do these things. Need to uh, probably in that trying to mature phase, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yes. because because I I remember. I remember I had a friend called Colin. We used to argue crazy about Deep Space Nine and Babylon Five, um, <laughs> and and it was great. Um, we, we we kept on, you know, we were you know, two in and throwing. And he, what was it? The Way of the Warrior was his big thing. It was like when the Way of the Warrior came out. Remember that? That was the start of the third season. When they was it start of the third season or start of the fourth mm -hmm. season? When they decided to, to kick it up into high gear, they got the Defiant, the Klingons were trying to attack Deep Space Nine, and those lies that they had in the first episode when they said, oh, we've got X amount of phone torpedoes and things, were now true. And then had the big kind of... And it was like, it was a really good episode. I'm not going to say... Oh, yeah, I know, which one, exactly, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I had the... Well, okay, that was good, but uh, this is the one where Earth Force attacks B5. And then showed, and we used to go back and forth like that. And and And... and and it was great. As I said, this is the weird thing I find is that we're not comparing anymore. It's just Star Wars is bad. And that's that causes a, like a like a logic circuit in my head just to go, something's not right here. But how is this this happening? Because something is causing us to 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 turn inwards like this. I think that part of it is it, it might be bad marketing and social media to add on top of the YouTube uh, algorithm. So Think as I said, going back to Star Wars, talking about Ryan Johnson's behavior on Star Wars, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then what was the there was um, there was a game called The Last of Us Part Two and it leaked online, yeah, and, and, and the creative director on, on that he he was then attacking people on Twitter. And I'm not, I don't sound rude or anything, if you're in charge of a massive company and you're doing big things, why have you got time for Twitter? Seriously, put the fun, mm. you're more important than that. And it's exactly. like it's like I think of I think of the because I'm, I'm I'm a corporate guy unfortunately, and and I think about my leaders in the corporate corporate world and they're like they never waste their time on Twitter they never talk to people we have they have people in marketing departments to do that who do it officially with rules but mm -hmm. it's I think maybe we've got to, maybe it's two as a two pronged thing we have YouTube where it promotes things that are, that are hateful and then you have hateful things on, on social media be it from the creators or from from um sorry the creators of the thing or youtubers that have then pushed things out i hate i hate social media um i'm i'm i i, I like instagram because it's simple 
Uh, and then that's it about it. I've, we've got a Twitter account. I don't really engage too much on, on, on the Twitter account. But I think that I'm trying to, um, part of me is like trying to find a, doing a dumb thing and trying to find a solution. <laughs> so I'm sitting there breaking these bits off going, all right, it could be this, it could be that. Um, but it's, it, it is strange when, when you when you come back and, and you look at these things and, and how it kind of, they just, it, are, we, are we screwing ourselves over with algorithms for search engines and stuff to to to, to put things things forward? Because it's like we're not hearing the, the Star Wars and the Star Trek fans go at each other. Um, oh, have you ever engaged with the Warhammer 40k fandom? Um, I cannot say I have. I, I know I know for Warhammer 40k. I think it's a really cool concept. I've actually watched a few fan films based in that universe. And I like it. I'm just not a huge fan of it and everything. It's I'm not a big uh, role playing game type person or, or tabletop role playing game type person. But some of the stuff and everything is actually really cool looking. I like some of the ideas. So um, I do want to address. Uh, let's go, Brandon's comment, and of course Josh Bowen. Um, uh, 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 yeah, there is there is a systemic and, and intent intentional group of people that are destroying our fandoms to promote an agenda wake up yeah brandon i i i 100 agree with you and josh kind of names them well he doesn't kind of he does name them and the the yeah the, the fandom minister as i call them the fandom nuisance because they're just a nuisance in my perspective it but brandon you're 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 not wrong because there are people out there that just want to bash on things just to make a buck and i find that to be intellectually lazy because if all you can do is sit in front of a camera and just spout the same rhetoric and the same talking points then you're being intellectually lazy you're not adding anything to the conversation and that for me is why i just one day I just turned off. I unsubscribed to all those channels that just were doing nothing but bashing on the entertainment industry. Now, am I saying the entertainment industry isn't without the, the, the need, the need for some criticism? Yes, of course I do. I mean, I do, I do critique stuff, but I try to critique it fairly. And I try to, I don't play a persona. Yes, I have a moniker. I have a name because I I prefer to protect my I prefer to protect my private identity. That's my prerogative. There are other people out there who don't, and that's cool too. But what I put forth on the internet is a reflection of who I am as a person. And yes, at times I can become hot headed because I have a very short, a very low tolerance for BS, and I have very low tolerance for people who prey on others. And I have a very short tolerance for liars. And those are the three things that I can not tolerate. And I think that's true of a lot of people. I have, I have a simple, I have a relatively straightforward moral and ethical compass. And I present that in the content and how I, present myself online and when you're just putting out the hundredth video about how all these fandoms that we are a part of are just being torn down and they're being interjected with all this social 
commentary and so on. I'm having, I'm just, I'm done. I don't want to listen to the same rhetoric anymore. It's just, it becomes tiring. It becomes toxic. And I just don't want anything further to do with it. And because of that, because I do have that stance, I have, I have lost some associations, but I've gained a lot more because I am myself. And I think if we as people who exist in the online sphere, which is simply be ourselves, if you want to have a gimmick, okay, that's fine. Have a gimmick. That's cool. I don't have a problem with people having a gimmick because it shows creativity. But if you're using that gimmick to do nothing but bash and hate and hate and hate for 24-7 on end, on repeat, just gets boring. And that for me was one of the biggest reasons why I did walk away from the fandom menace and certain other groups as well, because the conversation became boring. I don't want to listen to an echo chamber. I don't want to necessarily live in an echo chamber. I want to hear other people's opinions, even if I'm going to disagree with them. There is a guy I am very good friends with, and he or I as diametrically opposed to our opinions on The Last Jedi as you can possibly get. But I still regard him as a friend. I will still stream with him. I will still talk to him. I will be more than happy to associate with him. But it's on that one. It's just on that one particular point that we disagree. And... I think if the internet is going to change for the better, then we who are a part of this sphere need to put out a very strong and very resounding message that those who just want to be negative and be toxic are just, we're not going to pay attention to you anymore. We're going to turn you off. And we're going to change the channel. Okay. Um, quick one to the to the guys in the chat. If you want to push your YouTube channels to each other in the chat, please mm-hmm. please do. Um, you know, cross pollination kind of helps. Um, that's uh, a, a good statement. I I, I agree with that. Um, it's you know it's kind of like the the try not to waste your time with people who waste time kind of mantra sort of thing mm-hmm. and, uh, and and don't listen to people who don't listen to you is the, is the other one um i i i there is a load of rep- repetitive stuff that kind of pops up um but mm-hmm. certain things are, are cropping up that do look like they're being um injected shall we say artificially which is ruining stories yes. and I, I know you haven't watched Doctor Who uh, recently, but um, we'll, we'll talk about the Chris Chibnall era of, of, of Doctor Who um, because the, the BBC brought in some policies in, in 2016 and Doctor Who kind of, that's when Peter Capaldi turned up and that's when all of a sudden things started kind of going off the rails ever so slightly. Uh, and then Chris Chibnall turns up and he kind of rams it into the side of a mountain and says, look what I've done. And we're like, okay, okay. Um, but on the bright side, unlike... Ryan Johnson, which Chibnall keeps his gob shut and acts professional, which I, I do appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But but they got they got Doctor Who and they made Doctor Who a woman and it was like okay, if you're gonna make Doctor Who a woman, you've got to make it work. So if you watched um, the previous one, Capaldi, uh, they turned the Master into a woman played by Michelle Gomez, who was fantastic as the Mistress. Yeah, so they did a gender swap to see if it would work, and Michelle Gomez nailed the character down. Crazy, but she was still a bit. She was still feminine. She still had those kind of megalomaniacal kind of kind of tendencies and stuff, and wanted to take over the universe and destroy things, and and she'd kill people on a whim and that sort of thing. So they managed to make a male character, a female work, um, and then then the Jodie Whittaker era, era, era came along, and I, I've thought, as I said before, earlier. I have this four episode rule. I watch four episodes of a TV show. Mm -hmm. I give it that chance, yeah, because uh, most, if I watch most of my TV series that I've liked, it's usually by the fourth episode if I know I like it or not. Uh, and I watched the the, the, the Jodie Whittaker one, uh, and the first one, you're kind of, you're forgiven kind of with the first Doctor Who because they're supposed to be a bit manic because they've just regenerated. So it was mm -hmm. a bit, it was a bit over the place. I'm like, okay, maybe not. And the Doctors have this bit where you go, that's the Doctor. Yeah, they have a little speech, they do something. So, for example, when you watch Christopher Eccleston, he talks to Rose and he says to Rose, I can feel the turning of the earth, I can feel the falling through the stars, blah, 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 I can feel everything like that, where he describes the, the earth moving through the universe. Uh, and you're like, okay, cool, I saw, and I believe that you're the Doctor. David Tennant, he was um, it was a bit where he was on the, on the spaceship and he throws a tangerine and kills a Citrac, and he turns around and goes, no second chances, I'm that kind of Doctor. And that's when you believe he was the Doctor. Matt Smith was the bit where he beats the aliens and then he calls them back. And he turns around and goes, no, 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 no. going away once is, is good. Never coming back is better. And that's like, oh, it's the Doctor. Uh, Peter Capaldi took a longer, I think it took to the Mummy on the Orient Express for it to, to have that kind of the moment where you go, that's the Doctor. Um, but I think that was part of the story arc and they were trying to develop the character that way. Jodie Whittaker hasn't had one of those moments. And everyone talks about these moments where they have these great grand speeches that the Doctor makes to show that they are old and they're wise and they know what's going on and they need to push these things through. So the, the, the writing's not to that quality. And it's and I don't think that the Doctor was changed to a woman because someone had a good idea. That's the problem. Because if you look at Missy, as in the Master, who changed from a man to a woman, mm -hmm. they had a good idea. It was to deceive you all throughout an entire TV series until you got to the end. And then turns around and goes, Missy, sought for mistress. Well, I couldn't go around calling myself the master now, could you? And they set that up. And you're all like, oh, it's obvious now, isn't it? You know, those great <laughs> twists that you get in TV shows when you sit there and go, yes. Ah, oh, why did I not get that? But with Jodie Whittaker, it wasn't that. And then they did something egregious. I am talking about massively egregious, yeah? Mm -hmm. They did an episode called The Timeless Children. And I it's called mm -hmm. Doctor Who because you don't know. It's always a bit ambiguous. It's a little bit, a little, a little thing here, a little thing there. You're not supposed to know the Doctor's background. It, it, it is Doctor Who, yeah. Not Doctor. We know who you are, yeah. That's a stupid series. We don't want to watch Doctor. We know who you are. And they, and they, and they went and they explained that the Doctor wasn't a Time Lord, and they literally just undone like fifty years worth of canon in a single episode. So the Doctor's mm -hmm. not okay. It's this little time-traveling baby that came through, uh, and then Timelines just murdered them repeatedly to figure out how regeneration worked. So that kind of then negates Matt Smith when he was asking for extra regenerations and worrying about this is my last one, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I'd, and it didn't make any sense. And it was there because I think it was because the BBC were ashamed that their one of their biggest TV series was uh, was run by a white guy. 
And I'm like, no, leave it alone. And then they do. Uh, this is right. This isn't. I think the BBC is probably the most egregious organisation because they turned around and claimed that Idris. El- you know who Idris Elba is, yeah. Uh, oh, Suicide yes. Squad. Yeah. He plays a character. Plays a great character called Luther. Yeah, Luther. I've heard this show. Luther. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah. Have to watch Luther. It's well worth a watch. It's quite. Um, don't expect anything nice, shall we say? Entertaining. I got you. But it's quite mm-hmm. grim. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 the BBC head um, claimed that Luther wasn't black enough. And I'm like, so I've read it. I read it, and I was like, what? Luther's this lone, like lone wolf who kind of steps outside the, the the boundaries of stuff, yeah. And when you hear that, you think something somewhere is wrong. And it was it was because he didn't have any Caribbean friends. The the Idris Elba is is from uh, Ghana as, as his point of origin. Um, I think he's cool. I think he's one of the, the kind of the coolest actors, and I love watching. Oh, yeah. him. I thought it was much better right. than Suicide Squad. I would love to see him and Sam Jackson do a movie together or do something together because that would be absolutely badass. Yes, that would. That I've got would him, him and Jason Stratham. I'd like to see go out. That would be kind of English yeah, kind of gangster totally. sort of thing. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, Sam Jackson, him. That would be a, that would be a really good combination. But the, mm-hmm. there, there is. There are people who are trying to interject these things, and some people brought it out back and they turned around and they said it's because Hollywood is. I don't. I think they're superficial. I wouldn't describe them as racist. I would describe them as superficial. Yeah, the amount yeah. of um, actresses they kind of burnt through. Whatever. You're too tall. You're too short. You're ginger. Your your, your hair's not long enough. You know this, that, and the other. And and you see Hollywood actors, and they kind of come across as a little wrecked. Look at uh, Winona Ryder is, is a great example. It kind of it's like a giant meat grinder for people, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that they've made all these mistakes throughout the years, and now they're trying to overcorrect. And then there's other people trying to interject politics, and they just merge the two together and go, "That'll do." And, and it's crazy because it's you want people of talent because people of talent attack attract other people of talent. Yeah, exactly. it becomes like a like a magnet, like gravity, and everyone starts going towards it. And and having that kind of these things from their side, their side, interfere with storytelling, and that's the bit that gets me. Because apparently, there's, I need to find this document. I tried looking for it before, and there's a document from the, the Roddenberry Foundation where they said they, that you can't do certain things, like a, a woman can't be mentored by a man. And I know that Marvel has a rule that a female character cannot be being seen being hit by a male character's fist. Go back and well, watch it, What If, and you and you go, yeah, I can't remember seeing Thor hit. Um, uh, what's the most Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel with a fist. Yeah, the hammer, but no fist. Really well, odd. Well, the, the thing, and just a little, little little thing on that. I think it. I think it would be very. It would be a very poor taste. It might be something held over from when Stanley and uh, Jack Kirby and uh, and the. the uh, Ditko and everything were all in charge of Marvel, and there were certain rules that they that they set in place that you never depict a woman being punched by a man, and I think that's just I think it's partially from the social construct of things. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, comics code. I think it's under the comics code. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty. Uh, sure. I can't remember yeah. the details of it. So okay, sorry. and I th- and I think that's I think that is actually a, that that's a very that is a good rule to have in place. But you know, you know, here's the thing, and this is something I've talked. This is something I brought up earlier. 
entertainment, pop culture is a reflection of the culture in which we live. Um, you look at the, the at the cinema and the television television series and all these other things of the 1980s. They are a reflection of those of those years. You look at same thing with the 90s going into the 2000s. They are a reflection of those years and the world as it existed then. The one thing I I have said, and I, I believe this wholeheartedly, we may not always like the direction that our culture is going in. And that is fair. And we should, to one degree or another, speak out against it. Absolutely. The thing we need to understand is the TV shows and the movies and all these other things that are being produced now are still a reflection of the world in which we live. And I think what you're seeing with a lot of these channels to one degree or another is them pushing it back against the progression or the evolution of our society, of our culture, of the world in which we live. And you know what? That is to be understood. We are, we, it is in our human nature to fear the future, to fear the unknown, to fear the different, to, to okay, maybe fear, be, but be uneasy of things that are different from ourselves. Um, I'll use another quote from another favorite movie of mine. Uh, it's from the first X-Men movie with, uh, with Patrick Stewart. And it's a conversation between Halle Berry's character, uh, Aurora Monroe, AKA storm and Senator Robert Kelly. And they're talking about why people fear mutants because mutants are different we don't uh, we we don't understand why these people have these powers and these abilities and therefore we are afraid of them because we don't understand and the world around us is always changing evolving and sometimes it, that evolution has sped up to such a point that you feel like you don't have a firm grasp on it so you try to overcompensate and you try to steer it so far back over that you go careening off into a ditch and you get stuck there. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit here and say that everything in the entertainment industry that I have seen, I have, that I've enjoyed that I have liked. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you an example aside from the, from the sequel trilogy, this new series that they had come out just a few months ago, uh, the bad batch. I watched the first three or four episodes of it and i i enjoyed it to the most part but after a while it got repetitive it got boring and i just simply tuned out i did finish the series i did watch it through but i did not review it i did not cover it on my channel because it just wasn't it didn't offer an opportunity for any interesting discussion for me and I'm not going to sit there and pretend to enjoy something or I'm going to or I'm going to sit there and just bash on something because I didn't care for it. I'm just going to simply say this isn't for me. I didn't care for it and I'm just going to move on to something else. And I have. And it's. As I said, the future is the is an unknown. We don't know what's going to happen in the next several years and when we're trying to latch onto anything that is a sense of stability, particularly pop culture of the past, 
we're going to become very fiercely protective of it. And when we see pop culture going in a direction that we don't like, it's going to cause us to, in some instances, react very negatively, almost to the point of being exclusionary casting out anything or ever anyone that thinks differently from the way that we do. And that right there is the biggest issue with the state of the fandoms that we are a part of and that do exist. People have a different perspective. We don't like it. We cast them aside instead of trying to have a conversation with them. They make one or two comments and we don't like if we don't like it, we just chuck them out. We we discard them like a soda, like an empty soda can. And that is not a constructive way to have conversations amongst these different fandoms that we are in. Yep, that's a really good statement. I'm trying to think of one now. <laughs> That's, I'm yeah, sorry. That, that is, oh my god, that, that's really, really well thought through. Really, really thought, you know, provoking. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, oh god, I've got nothing to beat that with or or, or add to. That's how good the that statement that is. Because it, it is a case of you know, you should be we should be accepting people's people's differences and stuff, and and people can like. People can like Doctor Who even though it's not very good at the moment, and that's my opinion. But that's my opinion, and it's like we're allowed to have those opinions. You know, mm. it's great. Actually, I think it's great. I like. I have this rule at work, and and whenever we 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 have meetings and stuff, and and if we ever implement anything new, we have. I make sure that we argue about it. And the reason I ask that we argue about it is because when it gets out into the real world, and people talk. If it hasn't been argued through properly, we're not going to be able to sort these things out. So I, I, I'm a, f a firm believer in conflict, and it's like, you know who someone is when you kind of you poke them and prod them, and you see how they react, uh, and you know, and then knowing that, then then it helps you understand them and stuff. And it's it, it's good to, to embrace some things that are different. There are some there are some games being played with us, and and people. Uh, might be a tad overreactionary to those changes. Yeah, there's no doubt there's changes being done. I can see there's there's changes being done. Um, I can I can literally I can put I can find your documents and tell you when these changes started. Um, but it's 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 about enjoying things. And when when I like fandom, I, I describe there's two types of fans. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. the geek. Yeah, and the geek is the the person who who beams with positivity and loves something. Yeah. And then you have the nerd, and the nerd can tell you the power output of this of the Enterprise D, yeah, because they know it down to the minutia, yeah. Might know some of those things. Shh, I'm not going to share them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's because you love it's weird because you love something, and 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 some of the stuff that you grew up with is like your favorite toy, yeah. If you have your favorite toy, say it was like a Transformer or something, and you play with it, kid, and you love the hell out of that toy, and then you put it away in the attic, and then after a while you take it out, and then you get it out, and and it's there it was it was it's a bit more run down than it was, you know the 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 special effects are showing or or some of the the bits are showing on on, on what you did, 
and and it's great. And then you get maybe someone who's played with your toy in between and may have broken the arm off of your Megatron. Yeah, and you're not happy with it. And that's I can see why people feel like that. Yeah. Don't you dare no, sorry, there's someone there being extremely nerdy <laughs> in the chat. I just caught it out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Oh. I see it. All right, we'll talk we'll talk about deuterium and stuff later. Um right. But that's good. Anyway, um it got to the hour mark and that's kind of where I wanted to go. I did find that clip that I was, I was telling you about from okay. Space, and I want to yeah. play it. Okay. I'm hoping it's the right clip because I didn't have that long to prepare. So let's share the audio on it. We'll end, we'll end on this this clip here, and uh, and we'll all have a laugh because we shouldn't take ourselves uh. seriously. I'd just like to point out that the whole thing with the fandom menace being angry over things that Star Wars did has existed since 1999. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, here's a clip. You so do not understand. You weren't there at the beginning. You don't know how good it was, how important. This is it, you. This jumped-up firework display of a toy advert. People like you make me sick. What's wrong with you? Now, I don't care if you've saved a bully 50 Ps, okay? Take your pocket money and get out! <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and I just that is fandom that is fandom from both sides I think it's been so an absolute speak, pleasure yes. talking to you it's Gareth, been an absolute pleasure likewise. talking to you hmm? we will, we'll, I'll see if we can do this again um, I'll try and catch some of your live streams I always catch them at work when I'm, it's like lunchtime and I'll pop on a YouTube stream and I'll start watching on that guys yeah, in the thank chat you. thank you very much um yes. for, for, for chatting sorry i haven't paid as much attention as i normally do to the chat it's just this is new i haven't had a conversation and i'd like to focus more on the conversation so you have to forgive me for that so um uh, thank you for watching um if you just care to say goodbye and uh, i'll play out the outro everybody have a great night we'll see you next time peace